Welcome back to the Two Fish Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Aaron. And this week we're going into Matthew and we're looking at a parable of Jesus where Jesus asks us, have we checked our oil? That's right. We are back this week after a one week break. We'll be in Matthew 25 and we'll be talking about the 10 bridesmaids or the 10 virgins. Yeah, my the ESV says the 10 virgins. I guess, as always, a little setup here. Jesus is sitting with his disciples. This is very close to the end where Jesus is about to be taken away and hung on a cross. And he's with his disciples, and they start asking him these questions. And they're like, Jesus, when are all these things you say going to happen? When is the end here? When is the coming of the Son of Man? And Jesus starts answering them. And, of course, as always, in Jesus' famous fashion, he decides, I'm going to tell parables about it. So then move forward into chapter 25 here, where we're going to be is the parable of the 10 virgins. So let's go ahead and read through it here. It's about 13 verses, and then we'll talk about it and discuss our thoughts on it. Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As their bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough oil for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil... The bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside, calling, Sir, open the door for us. But he called back, I don't know you. So stay awake and be prepared, because you do not know the day or hour of my return. And there we go. There's the parable. There, Jesus, in that last verse, kind of sums it up. Mine says, Watch therefore. For you neither know the day nor hour. So Jesus is saying, you need to be prepared. So I guess let's go back up to the top here and kind of break this one down a little bit. The story is 10 virgins, and they're waiting for their bridegroom. Obviously, we know in this parable, Jesus is the bridegroom. And the 10 virgins would be us then. And we know the bridegroom, us as in Christians. I should say, clarify, us as in Christ followers. We know the bridegroom. We know that he's Jesus. Okay, and so... He's delayed, the story says, so he we're waiting on his return, but we don't know when he's going to show up. Obviously, that's just like us here on earth, is we know Jesus is coming. We know he's coming to take us with him. We just don't know when. Right. It's all over in the, in the New Testament to be prepared for this moment that Jesus is coming back. But here we are like, what, 2,000 years later? And I think we talked about this in one of our previous episodes, like, we could become lackadaisical with this. And and I think that's a lot of what this parable is pointing to is five of the bridesmaids went prepared with more than enough oil. And the other five were kind of lackadaisical and didn't go with enough oil. So to, to me, like part of what I think about with this is being a little bit of an outdoorsman. Like if I go out in the woods and I'm in a hurry, Typically, I don't have, I get out there and I don't, I don't have everything I need. Mm -hmm. 
And then I'm like, oh, man, I don't have, I don't have my knife. I don't have this. I don't have that. If I run into trouble that day, or let's say I get a deer or something, well, I can't go, I can't go back. Yeah. And then it's just not, it's not as efficient. It's, I'm not ready for the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not prepared. I didn't think ahead of time to just take a little bit of time and make sure I got all the things I need. And that's what Jesus is telling us here in this parable. And what is the one thing we need as a Christian, right? And it's that relationship with Jesus, yeah, the bridegroom. So the story goes on, and there were the 10 of them. You said five didn't bring their oil, and five did. All of these virgins here know Jesus. They're just, five of them aren't ready. They're, it says 10 virgins, but let's just, for the sake of this podcast, say it's it's the whole world. So men and women here, there's 10 of us. Five, we all know Jesus. We all claim to know Jesus, who's the bridegroom. But five of us in the story aren't living a life that's ready for Jesus. You know, maybe we were at one point, but maybe these five that were foolish used some of their oil because they were having a party in the night here where they wanted to stay up and talk while the while the other five sat there ready for him, just using all that they needed to get through the night because they knew, hey, Jesus is coming and I need to be ready. All 10 of them think they're going with Jesus. But when Jesus finally comes, we find out that five of these Christ followers who thought they were going to be there don't have what it takes and aren't living a life and aren't ready when Jesus finally comes. Now they're going to the store to try to quickly get the supplies they need. But in that time, they've missed it because they weren't ready when Jesus came. Right. Verse five points to Jesus is late. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all laid down and slept. So all of us laid down and, and took a nap. And at midnight, they were awakened to the bridegroom is coming. Jesus is coming. So there was a, a delay there. Some of them were per, over prepared for the time frame that was originally set up. And five of us showed up with just enough oil for the time frame we were given for our eight hour shift. That was all the oil we came prepared for. We're going to show up. It's supposed to be eight hours. That's all the oil I need. I'm not bringing any extra. I'm not doing anything extra. I'm only coming prepared for the moment that I'm facing today. So maybe like a Christian who I'm only going on Sunday morning. I'm barely going to listen to the preacher preach, and then I'm out of here. They're not having that relationship with Jesus throughout the week, whether it's in prayer, whether it's reading the Bible, whether it's doing other things. Is that bare minimum? But is there a bare minimum in the Bible? Is there any? Can you think of a verse that says this is the bare minimum you got to do? No, I think the Bible calls us to live like Jesus, which was the very most that you can do. Now, obviously, we're not going to be able to do that perfectly like he did. We should strive for that. No, I mean, that's what we're to strive for is to mirror him so that we are the light of the world. We are the light to people that are in darkness. When Jesus brings them to us, we're able to give them some oil. So obviously the five wise sent the five foolish away to go get the, find their own oil and get more oil. And while they're rushing out to do that, Jesus comes and takes away the ones that truly did profess to know him and truly were prepared. They were living a life ready for Jesus. And he took them and he took them, as it says, to the marriage feast which I can imagine is going to be amazing with lots of food. And then the door was shut so that no one else, when Jesus comes through, and this is how it's going to be in Revelation when it says Jesus is coming, 
so then when the five foolish maybe finally get their oil, they buy some oil, which where are they going to go in the middle of the night, first of all, yeah, to find more oil? midnight. Yeah, probably they're getting turned away. But they figure out where the marriage feast is happening, and they pound on the door and say, Jesus, Jesus, here we are. Jesus says to them, I don't know you. Jesus says, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. And my heart kind of breaks for this person who thinks they're living a life for Jesus, who thinks they're okay with Jesus, and then at the end of the day, they're not per- actually prepared to meet Jesus. And Jesus says, I don't know you. And the door is locked and you're not getting in. Yeah, It's over. Game over. I mean, that's a scary thought. for, And I think as a reflection of that parable there, in looking at it in that way, I think we need to reevaluate our lives. And maybe sometimes we claim to be Christ followers and we're doing you know, the bare minimum or we're doing just enough. Maybe we need to reevaluate our, our walk with Christ and say, is my relationship? And this can be convicting for me we, too. We need to check our oil. Exactly. We need to check that oil and say, am I not, not just, am I doing enough, but am I living a life where when Jesus comes back, he will recognize me. I'm not just professing it. I'm living it out. And then in, in verse 13, he says, the whole point of this parable is stay awake and be prepared because you don't know the day or hour of my return. Yeah, no one knows. You can you can read the Bible front to back, back to front, and you're still not going to know the day and the hour. Now, there's a lot of signs that are going to happen, right? And I think that's kind of the point of this topic today is we're seeing a lot of crazy things go on. Are they end of the world things? That I don't know. I don't know where we're at with COVID, right? Are we in the midst of it? Are we at the end of it? Are we, sh- we sh- at the new beginning of COVID? I sure hope it's over. That's right. what I hope. <laughs> right? And then you got Russia and at Ukraine. war with Ukraine, which is leading to potentially, you know, the third world war. You got China talking about taking on Taiwan. You got, I don't know, Iran doing crazy things. and Yeah. You have to kind of sit back in this moment in today's society and say, man, am I prepared for what might be coming? If my number's called today, am I prepared for that moment? And I think all those things, all those things that you just named are definitely things to be concerned about. They're definitely things to pray about. They're definitely things to, the Bible says not to worry, but they're definitely concerns. I mean, look at gas prices. Uh, We're inching towards $5 here where we're at which is just absolutely crazy. And all those things are worth caring about, trying to find solutions to, trying to minister to people in the need that they have. But at the end of the day, the most important thing to be concerned about, the most important thing is to make sure that when Jesus, the bridegroom comes in the middle of the night or no matter when it is, that we're prepared and we have enough oil. We're living a life that Jesus will recognize and say, oh yeah, that's right. There's Nick and Aaron. There's Bob and Sally. There's so-and-so. Whoever it is, we're living a life ready for Jesus's return. And then on top of that, we can start concerning ourselves with others around us or with the things around us. But the most important thing is our relationship with God. And I think with that, maybe we can look at this parable a little bit different if we were to back up and say, now that we know that we're in right standing and we're living as best like Jesus as we can so that he'll recognize us when he comes— Let's back up that story for a second and say, maybe we should be overprepared so that our cup is running over. Actually, I was listening to the radio on Wednesday, 
I don't know why this just popped in my head, but maybe it's relevant. It was this little song or poem or something this guy was singing. I'll have to look it up. It sounded like it was an old man and he's reflecting on his life. And he said, I'm okay. I'm drinking from the saucer because my cup has overflow is cup overflowing. I'll have to find that song. We'll post it on Facebook. But it was just a picture then of now these wise virgins, these wise brides here, if they would have been more prepared and they were so prepared that they were overflowing, they could have, they could have shared, they should have shared. And obviously they need, they didn't have enough in this scenario for everybody, but maybe that's something to look at as we need to have so much of preparedness of Jesus that we're overflowing for other people. Yeah. I like that, that thought process, like maybe all 10 kind of got it wrong. It's kind of the thought process here. Um, and it's not to take this parable completely out of context, but I think there's a challenging aspect to that. Like being overprepared means that you can then in turn help the five that are coming along the road. It's really hard to be prepared in that moment if you only have half of oil. If you got f- full cup of oil, like you're doing really good. But if you're overflowing and you're able to walk alongside people and help them, ultimately it's Jesus that that brings us to him. But a lot of times he brings that person to, you know, like a group of people and live like these people are living. See the joy and the peace that I provide for them. And if you're not overprepared for that, if you're just lackadaisical or, you know, the Sunday shooter, you're not going to be ready for that. And I think it kind of brings me to James 1, which I've been reading again, because I think James is super practical. But in there, it talks about having endurance so you have a chance to grow. Like you're going to be tested. You're going to have things come your way, but you got to build that endurance. And how do you build endurance? Like you got to feed yourself. You got to constantly be feeding yourself. And if if you can't endure your own trials and um, tribulations, then how are you going to help somebody else endure theirs? If you can't run the marathon, it's hard to help somebody else train for a marathon. We're called by Jesus to disciple others, to go out into the world and bring disciples for him, building those people up. And if we're not prepared ourselves, we're not going to be able to do that. That's good. I love that. The The other section of James 1 here that I think would apply goes right along with this here is in uh, verse 6. But when you ask him, be sure that you are really expect him to answer for a doubtful mind is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So it's going to be hard for us to have a full cup, a full lantern of oil. If we're allowing ourselves not to have that fixation on Jesus, like he is the one. If you're allowing your other idols to get above Jesus, you have that unsettling mind is, is money more important than Jesus to you? Is your wife more important than Jesus to you? Are your kids more important? That self-reflection, where am I? Who is my priority? Is it is it my money? Is it my 401k? Is it Jesus? Is it my job? Is it my time or the time that I'm willing to give to God? I think those are the things we need when we say, have you checked your oil? Have you checked your idols? Yeah, that just convicted me. My church this Saturday is doing a work day and I thought about going and then I've been, I've been sick and that's why we weren't able to finish a recording for last week. I'm better now, but I'm still that week 
and I thought, I'm just going to stay home and I'm going to just make sure I have enough rest. My wife and I are going on vacation here soon, a couple weeks. And now you're making me think with my time, I should actually go like I wanted to and plan to, to the church work. So I probably will. Thanks, Aaron. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Like we've talked about this before. Maybe it's not even a blessing for you to go to that, but you're going to bless somebody else by going to it. Right. And if you don't go, maybe you can't share that oil because you don't go. Or maybe you don't receive some oil because you don't go. All right. I'm going to have to change my Saturday morning plans. (laughs) So I guess in conclusion of this, with all the things in the world that are going crazy around us, and the list is humongous. I just saw a story. Aaron showed me a story today of some trains in L.A. that keep getting robbed. I mean, the world is falling apart, it seems like. With all that stuff going on around us, our number one priority needs to make sure that we're prepared and ready for when Jesus returns. Whether this is end times or not, the Bible says there's also going to be growing pains. Wars and rumors of wars you know, have always been going on, but some of these things are going to be just growing pains of the coming end. So whether we are or not, I'm not going to predict that. I can't. I have no idea. But whether this is the time or not, your, like you said a few minutes ago, your number might get called tomorrow. And your end might be tomorrow, no matter what it is. And that kind of sounds morbid, but we need to be prepared no matter what, that our cup is full so that we can endure the time before he comes. I think you're right on it there, Nick. I think as we approach this next week, this next month, maybe even this next year, and we often say, you know, do some reflection. But I think we we really need to check our oil and maybe there's some repentance that you need to do. Uh, we got Easter coming up. Maybe there's a, a baptism that needs to happen, a rebaptism. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting rebaptized, rededicating yourself. This is the the time of year for that. Is Easter is approaching, and most churches have a baptism ceremonial ceremony for for Easter. But that that's right around the corner, and it, what a great time for us to, as this episode calls check our oil. Maybe it's repentance and a rebaptism, or maybe you've never been baptized and, and now's the time to do it. All right. So take the next week, think about those things and join us next week back on the two fish podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed this episode, hit those like and subscribe buttons. Also head over to twofishpodcast.com to join the rest of the Two Fish community and all of our social media platforms.